0: Busting Monday this is the first one of a series of myth busting and the myth busting that I'm doing with you is today about compatibility the notion that in a relationship you've got to be compatible you've got what does that mean compatible Well, what it means for a lot of people is um, that you see the same things you like the same things that you approach uh, you approach what you're doing In a kind of similar way and you're on the same wavelength um, and that you share the same interests and that you know as you meet eye-to-eye and that this idea that unless you're um, compatible then you're not capable of having a a successful happy uh, close relationship you know of that feeling of closeness now where does this come from this sense that we've got to be compatible that um, oh he doesn't see things the way I see them, she doesn't see them the way I see them, we don't experience, we don't like the same things, we don't share the same things, We've people are saying things like we've grown apart, stuff like that because you're kind of doing your thing and they're doing their thing and seeing that as being a problem uh, and then making it, seeing it as a problem and then talking about it as a problem and then having a problem with it and then saying that you don't feel as close or you know the the ultimate part of it is well we don't see i i we don't have the same uh enjoyment or um interests or hobbies and they don't see it the way i see it from anything from how to run the household, to kind of work you might be doing, to going on holidays. And because you're seeing that as being a problem, uh, then um, you're seeing that as a sign of, well the relationship isn't any good. The relationship is uh, broken in some way. And of course then, well if you can't see eye to eye, then it's just time to end the relationship. And find someone else who you do uh, you know on the same wavelength with on the same page doing the same thing now this is quite a common belief a lot of us have had it out there I've I've been guilty of this um, I have indeed thought well you know I've ended relationships that I've had um, because that sense of closeness was no longer feeling like it was there because they were doing their thing and I was doing my thing and I had a belief that in order for the relationship to be a good relationship in order for the relationship to keep growing and being this magical experience then it meant that everyone had to be on the same page and following the same interests and enjoying what the other person is doing and really like being into it. Now, the thing is, compatibility comes from this this sense of why why do we have this feeling like, like why do we have this belief? Where does this belief in society come from uh, that we all seem to be, have been walking around with that we have to be compatible, that we have to share exactly the same interests and do exactly the same things um and that is coming from uh, the initial uh, misapprehension of where our feelings come from so if we believe that our feelings are coming from what is going on outside of us if we believe that our feelings are coming from our partner uh, doing or not doing um, and that we're only okay if they're doing things or not doing things that are are pleasing to us, i.e. our ego, the story we have in our head about what we think is meant to be, how a relationship is meant to be, um, then of course we are going to start getting disappointed with them. We're going to start thinking that well okay they're not doing what we want I want them to do they're not listening to me Um, they're not interested in me well then that must be because they don't like me this is kind of the story that's running in our in in our head quite commonly. Uh, I know it went through my head at times that oh well you know they're not interested in what I'm doing so that, that must be because they don't like me. And of course I took it one extra step further because I had a story running in my head that they, that if anyone was not interested in me it was because I was not interesting. So it's, it's amazing how it's not we just don't we don't even leave it at the level of well they're not interested because they're not interested, full stop. We go, they're not interested because there's something wrong with me. And then when we, when we have a feeling like there's something wrong with me, we've got that story running in our head. Well, of course, we're gonna get defensive and upset and hurt and then spin uh, extra big feelings, extra big story and then start acting on that um, and and start seeing more and more problems and believing that the, the, the relationship is, is problematic. Now here's the thing, we don't need people to agree with what we're doing. We don't need to agree, we don't need to be on the same page with someone um, and share their beliefs and share their interests um, in order to be um, feeling close to them. That closeness does not come from agreement. That closeness has absolutely nothing to do with the other person and what they're doing or what they're not doing. So this notion that we have to be compatible in order to have this really tight-knit, you know, close, big relationship that's really successful and long-lasting and full of happiness is in fact a myth. It's not true we don't need to be in agreement with other people and what they're doing and what they're saying um, in order to be okay within ourselves why why is that the case that's well, the case because the truth and the reality of our experiences i've been saying to you in other in other talks and other posts it's coming from our feelings are coming from our thinking our story in the moment at that point our feelings are not coming in direct response to what the other person is doing or not doing. It's coming from a story in our head. We have control over whether we follow after a story. We don't have control over the thought that arises. We don't have control over the feeling that arises. Hence, we don't need to be chasing a thought. We don't need to be or suppressing it or stopping it from happening. This isn't. This isn't what we need to do. We don't have to start worrying about, okay, well, I don't want to have a thought, so I better stop having it. You can't do that. You can't chase the tide. You can't chase your thought. It comes, it rises, and the feeling arises as a result of that thought in that moment. But where our experience comes is the consciousness, is the awareness that we place on that thought, and then the story that we're running in our head about what that means. So as I said before, if I had a partner in the past who, um, maybe wasn't as interested in the music I was interested in or the movies I was interested in or didn't particularly um, get all excited about the things that I was doing. They weren't um, actively uh, getting in the road of what I was doing. They weren't, um, uh, you know, uh, denigrating or criticizing what I was doing but they just weren't particularly interested in what I was doing. Um, it, you know, they were doing their thing. They were in their reality. Now. I was taking that as meaning that they weren't interested in me. The truth of the matter probably was though I'll never know what's in their head we never know what's in the head of another person we can't know hence why the conclusions we make about what's going on around ourselves with other people uh, and other situations is, is, is never complete it's never completely accurate so All the thinking that we have, all the conclusions that we're we're trying to come to and the solutions we're trying to think about are never going to be right. They're never going to be right because we cannot possibly know absolutely everything that is going on within a person and within a situation. We can't know their reality. We can even ask them and they can try and explain but we're never going to be able to actually experience in a transcendental experiential realization we cannot be in the other person's existence we just simply can't so there's always going to be a factor missing in our ability to logic out and make a conclusion so if that's the case then how are we meant to uh, be then in the world how are we meant to approach the world if our logic thinking brilliant as it is is limited. It's because we're not meant to uh, experience other people and the world and go through the world from here. We get ourselves into a whole lot of mess, a whole lot of worry, um, because this here, the thinking brain, as brilliant as it is, is incapable of factoring of in everything. And so then of course, naturally, if we're trying to logic our way through life then we are always going to have a missing piece and we're actually going to feel very worried because there's always going to be something missing and we can't quite get the answer so it's not from here how are you meant to approach where where the um, eternal unchanging spirit is it's it's our mind it's it's our heart center it's where when we approach the world from our wisdom space this is where the, the, the real love is the love that is without conditions the love that is not well if you do this my, this way and that way and that way and where this compatibility myth comes in where well if you're doing it like this and this and this and that well then I'm going to be happy and then um, I'm going to love you more oh you're not doing what I want so i um, there must be a problem, and you know the problems in the relationship. And we don't see it as being a problem in the way we're seeing or experiencing. When I say seeing, I don't mean seeing here with the intellect, but seeing from our inner wisdom space. And that inner wisdom space is that mind, 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 the universal mind, and it's the bit that connects us to God. It connects us to the rest of the universe, and it is that that space in which all knowing is and now the beauty with it is it's, it's in the present moment so when we get out of all the story in our head when we don't carry on following down a line of faulty thinking to explain the world around us but take a deep breath and a big leap of faith and drop down into our wisdom space in that present moment and respond to what is exactly in front of us from that space then what you find is that when you well, when you do do it you find that you can without effort and this is a beauty is it's effortless when you do it that way you're able to see the person and experience the person that you love with um, a forgiveness you can see them in their beautiful imperfection you can see them for who they actually are not who you imagine them to be or, or think that you need them to be because someone else's reality does not negate or invalidate your reality and nor does yours to theirs. You can have your own way of being and seeing and doing and they can have their own way of seeing and being and doing and you may never actually see eye to eye but that doesn't mean that you can't experience that person with a closeness because the closeness has nothing to do with the story, the ego, the closeness has got to do simply with the fact that we are all spiritual beings in a physical form. And that spirit is timeless, it's eternal, and it's connecting us all. And when we sit in that space with someone, then we see them for who they actually are in that moment. And again, it's not seeing with the eyes, it's seeing with the experience. And that's why compatibility—it's—it's it's a myth. It—it it, it isn't needed. You don't need it. And the really interesting thing is, I'm just been talking about you know basically normal, healthy relationships, but this actually is also relevant in, t- in terms of the. Um, the toxic the abusive relationships as you know many of you know me by now you know that I've had two very difficult marriages very toxic marriages that I've come out of Um, and I've been looking back at that and I was looking at as I was formulating my thinking around this for the for the chat today I was thinking well how does it relate to that because again I'm not ever saying that someone else's chosen behavior um, if it's um, overstepping the bounds if it is causing oppression i'm not saying that anything you do warrants that i'm not saying uh, never will say that we are all responsible for what we choose to do with the story in our head and the feelings that arise but what i can see is that where we all struggle is when we have a story playing in our head and big feelings happening and we are struggling with handling it then we are all capable of behaving in a manner that is less than desirable less than beneficial and that's our that's our responsibility and so when i look at my two ex-husbands who um when they had whatever was going on in their story and it wasn't necessary for me to figure out why they're doing what they're doing. Um, Clearly problematic. They obviously had problematic thinking resulting in problematic feelings and they chose a behavior in order to handle all that that was problematic. But at a wisdom, spiritual, spirit, heart, wisdom level, I can have uh, empathy, I can have um, compassion, for them in understanding that that's all they knew at that given time was it helpful no it wasn't was it was it right no it wasn't did I have to put up with it no I didn't and I did not but I can look back and go well you know when things were really blowing up um, I can see where I was in those moments um, I can see that I was also struggling against them with my own thinking around well they're not interested in me they're not doing this they're not doing that It must be a problem with me and having all these this kind of thinking so then I'm in my own world and I'm not seeing whatever's melting down for them resulting in them behaving the way they're behaving. We know that we, you know, with God, things happen. They happen, and we are not meant to go backwards and go what if? Um, and we are certainly part of the forgiveness of ourselves and others is to go. We did the best we could with what we had at the time. I did not have this knowledge at that time, but it is very interesting to, for me to think and look back and go. Well, I could have handled things better would it have stopped them from doing what they're doing I don't what they did uh, I don't know and, then, and certainly that wasn't my responsibility I was not responsible for how they chose to behave but I can also see that I was running my own story in my head and I was not present in that moment with 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 them and by not being present with them, I'm running a defensive script, they're running a defensive script, I'm, I'm acting according to mine, how I act, they're acting according to theirs, how they, they act. Is there a possibility if you're having a difficulty with your with your partner today? Is there a chance in what you're uh, in, in your engagement with them to take a step back and go, that's their reality, this is my reality. They're both what they are and allow space for that to be is it possible for you to stop chasing the story in your head that they need to be a certain way for you to be okay you being okay well first of all you're already okay we are all already okay and we will eternally be okay that okayness is not the ego that okayness is Is that mind is that um, is the soul is that spirit within us that connects us to the rest of the universe and to the source we're already okay is it possible for you to actually look at some of the story that you might be having about what you think is required in your relationship to be close to the person that you love can you drop some of that can you let some of it go can you allow yourself next time you see your spouse to just be and appreciate instead of waiting for them to do something in order to feel love know that you don't the love is already there it's already in you and it is your willingness to give it regardless of what the other people are doing And I'd love you to spend the next 24 hours or so just giving that a whirl. Give that a try. Give it a go and see what is going to happen for you in your day, in yourself if you willingly choose to give love as opposed to waiting for it to be given to you in order to respond. It's not it's not a finite win-win situation. It's not a competition. And that's, I think, one of the biggest biggest hurdles we have in our relationships with the people we, we, we love. It's because our ego is telling us that we need to get and have before we can give. And this is simply not the truth. And, and I'm now looking at, I can see four lovely people looking now this is the issue in Coralie Ascent. Okay, so I am going to wrap things up. Um, I'm going to see if I'm going to... I'm just doing this and I'm seeing is there any way that I can see... What, does anyone know? See, doing this through the phone and only the phone? I can't see if you've left comments do leave comments below and I will respond to them Um, if you're watching this in replay then please give me your feedback so the upshot of what I've been saying today is compatibility is a myth because you do not need uh, the other person to be on the same wavelength as you uh, and agree with what you're doing and share it, all the same stuff that you like in order for you to feel close to them and have love for them uh, and open yourself to the love that's already there that timeless uh, love, the love that connects the spirit and all our spirits, the universe and the source. That, that love is the love, timeless and unconditional the the love that requires us to be compatible is ego and that's the story in our head and so right see if you can catch the story when it's happening if you're the next time you're engaging with your 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 loved one your partner your husband um your spouse however you want to you know label things um then understand that you can, in that present moment, open your heart and be loving without them doing anything. We all, we all by right of existence deserve love. This love, the love, the wisdom love. We don't actually have to do anything to earn it. It's our egos that tell us that the other person needs to do this, that, the other thing, and now, and it's our egos that are saying, well, they need to stop doing it first in order for me. And that that probably was the biggest, um, that was probably the biggest realization I had with my dad. So a lot of you already know that I talk about my relationship with my dad, and probably the, the, the single thing that changed everything. Was that, was the experience within me, the aha moment, the light bulb going off, uh, that hang on, no, what do I want? I want a loving, close relationship with, with my dad. What's getting in the road of that? Now, previous script, previous story was him. He was getting in the road of it, his behavior, his lack of interest, his lack, whatever, he was. He was in the road he was getting in the, in the road and if i because i put it on him then um i then of course saw the solution was he needed to change but we all know we can't change anyone we know that so i mean that's like the most futile thing to to put on yourself is that well i'm not going to experience love until the other person changes. See, that's just, it's simply not logical and it's, it's not realistic. I can experience love because I am love. I have love, it's in me. I am part of the universe and the universe is love. So I don't have to wait for anyone to do anything to sit in myself and experience love. No one needs to give me permission and no one needs to do a thing for that to happen. And it's not a zero-sum game. It's not a case of, well, they didn't show me love, so if I show love, then I'm somehow a doormat and I'm somehow problematic, you know. There's something wrong with me. I must be a pushover or something because I'm allowing myself and willing, being willing to sit in love. um, And they're not doing for me. That's ego. That's ego. it's not real it's not the truth so love to hear from you ladies i'd love to know what you think about all this i think next live i will actually set everything up and so i can sort of see what screens are happening i was still playing with tech and getting my head around things i was hoping that i would see comments if comments were happening scroll above this on the screen and that didn't appear to happen through the phone so um, if you have been commenting um, I'm I apologize if I haven't been responding in real time um, when you, if you are popping on and you do see things maybe future do a wave or something that indicates that I know that you're there that would be really good as well but um this and listen, replay lo- lovely ladies uh do leave your, your your insights ask further questions um and i will see you on wednesday for wednesday's relationship wisdom live and off the top of my head i can't um, can't remember off the top of my head what we were doing terribly sorry about that um oh Yeah, but I'll be on for Wednesday Wisdom Live. Yes, (laughs) relationship wisdom. So please, I'd love all your feedback. I'd love to know where your, your pain points are, where your problems are, your challenges are, which relationships are the ones that are really causing you issues, what about them are causing you issues, and what you'd like to know. Keep letting me know what you want to know so that I can help you. Okay, take care. Bye. This is me saying bye and now I can't figure out how to, um... oh, I see there was a nausea and there was a bint sorry about that, oh, I can... oh look, here's me, this is me in technology, so <laughs> this is me on the screen, and all your comments and things were over to that side, and so I wasn't seeing anything, awesome topics, is. thank you, <laughs> this is why, you know, having real life virtual assistant <laughs> real life virtual people who actually can do all the tech side of things while you're doing things Salam you're waving at Consolas. love you always thank you so much Daniela. awesome talk definitely you got me. be oh I'm glad Daniela thank you no nothing is final and indeed I it's not a not a competition and it is amazing how we yeah it's amazing how we go into our relationships with the People we say we love, be it our, our spouses, our partners, um, our family members, our kids, we go into these relationships as if it's a zero sum game, as if there's a finite amount of love, is if I give some love, then there's no more, I've, I've, I'm taking it, it's, and if they haven't give, and we, we mistakenly think that, well, if I give, love if I sit in my love and give that love then um if they haven't returned it according to what my ego says is the way that I'll receive it um then I've depleted my bucket of love and it's and that that bucket of love is filled by others giving and that's just not the truth. That's not where love comes from. Love is eternal. Love is Love is the the universe that love is the universal energy that connects us all it is love and we are love we we already are and it doesn't come from other people and what they do so there is no competition here there is no lack here I can't possibly give too much love how profound is that I can't give too much love even if that person is um seemingly not acting in a way that i have concluded is a loving way which truth of the matter is probably is not 100 percent accurate because my logic isn't completely able to take in every factor um, particularly people's intentions people may outwardly look like they're behaving problematically uh, but that doesn't mean that that um, they're doing it for the reasons that we understand and we lack compassion for them when we when we make an assumption that it's uh, to do with us being um, lacking in something and therefore they're behaving the way they're behaving we don't do it with our kids at least I hope we don't uh, if our, if our little kids are having um, a temper tantrum because they're overtired um, and and they and they're having a meltdown and um, you know, we we sure we might be exhausted too. We might feel frustrated by it, um, but we we don't take it personally. We don't see our children's meltdown as um, some kind of. Uh, manipulation, some kind of malicious attack on us. We see it for what it is. They're having a difficulty in that moment in handling whatever's going on in them in their thinking and feeling and they're having a difficult time handling it and the only way they kind of can is have a meltdown. Um, Do we need to maybe set boundaries around that? Yes, we do. Or You know, secure secure the 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 environment around them and try and sort of help them through it absolutely we do do we do it with um anger no we don't do we look at it without we you know our compassion no no we look at them and go you know we might be tired and frustrated but but we still have that ability to look at it and go they're having a moment What's our partners this it's a fallacy to think that just because we're grown-ups that somehow we um, uh, have it all together no we don't thoughts pop up we don't have control over that the feeling arises we don't have control over that we have if we have awareness <clears throat> pardon me of the story that we're running in response to the thought and the feeling we we, we have an opportunity there to make uh, a decision to let it go but see the thing is for, for the greater wisdom of God, we, we, our psyche is not designed to be able to always be aware 24-7 of the story that runs in response to the thought and the feeling. And that's where we get stuck and then that's where we don't see it and we don't see that we are spirit in a flesh body and we, you know, fall into limiting thinking and all that kind of thing and we handle it the best way we can at that moment. Compassion for us compassion for everyone else because they are going through exactly the same uh, process but with their own story. You cannot give or you can't. There's, not a poss- there's absolutely no possibility in this world to, to to run out of love. And you don't need to wait for the other person to fill you up because they can't fill you up because that's not where the love is coming from. It's eternal. It's there. It's already in you. And the real beauty of it is, is when you willingly just go love, love, love. I give it out. I give. I, I, I experience through the eyes of compassion and forgiveness, uh, and openness to what is happening in front of me. You ju- it's like self-generated. It just it, you just keep more, more, big, bigger, it ha- and it's just so fabulous to come in that space. Does that mean that you don't get hurt sometimes? Absolutely not. You do. You're still going to have emotions. You're still going to have confusions because, as I said, you do. Uh, we don't have the twenty-four-seven epiphany state. It's just not how our psyche works. It's not how we were built. We are still a spirit being in a flesh body and the flesh has its limits. So occasionally we will still get stuck in that mechanic of it all um, and not see the truth of spirit. And that's okay, absolutely okay. So there's no, just. it is what it is, it passes. You, you forgive yourself when it happens, you forgive others when you happen, you get back on track again. Okay, well, love you all. Thank you for joining in.